Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. I I don't know who the deaf people are who come into this studio when I'm not at the actual studio, but good Lord, I put on the headphones and it's dialed up. Literally, there's a headphone level volume knob here at the flagship station and it goes from zero to 10 and it was at a 10 when I put it on my ears and well, <laughs> could it be deaf now? Good Lord. Um, by the way, My intro music is just awesome. Okay, welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, we had the great debate last night. Was it really a great debate? Let, Let me just say the winner of the debate was Megyn Kelly. In all seriousness, uh, Megyn Kelly deserves a television program. She was the most personable, vibrant one of the moderators. She has a personality that shines. Uh, She asked good questions. I think Megyn Kelly, uh, Fox should bump Jesse Waters and put Megyn Kelly back on, frankly. Uh, She would be fantastic. Now, she's doing her Sirius XM thing. She's got a podcast. I don't know that she needs a network deal, but goodness gracious, she needs to be back on television. Now, the real winner of the debate is Ron DeSantis. He cited Calvin Coolidge as uh, the model president. Anyone who cites Calvin Coolidge as the model president is the winner of the debate because it's Calvin Coolidge. And Calvin Coolidge is the best president. Uh, Reagan, Washington, Lincoln, excellent. Uh, One of the guys I'll take inspiration from is Calvin Coolidge. Now, people don't talk about him a lot. He's one of the few presidents that got almost everything right. He understood the proper role of the federal government under the Constitution. We need to restore the U.S. Constitution as the centerpiece of our national life. And that requires a president who understands the original understanding of the Constitution, who has a good sense of the Bill of Rights, and who knows how we've gone off track with this massive fourth branch of government, uh, this administrative state which is imposing its will on us and is being weaponized against us. So silent cow knew the proper role of the federal government. The country was in great shape when when he was president of the United States. And we can earn earn an awful lot from Calvin Coolidge. You could learn a lot from Calvin Coolidge. Uh, Now, I, I should, in full disclosure... For my friends on affiliate WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, 
And uh, for the rest of the Cox Media Group stations, full disclosure, Governor Cox, who founded the uh, Cox Enterprises and Cox Media Group and and all that, the, the namesake progenitor of the company, lost to Calvin Coolidge in the election. And America was blessed by that loss because the presidency got Calvin Coolidge and Governor Cox went on to, like, lay the groundwork to give me a job so you people could listen to me every day. I mean, win-win all around, if you ask me. Calvin Coolidge is a fantastic president. My management philosophy, it drives people insane. It's how I, I deal with my my whole life, personal and professional. One of the greatest pieces of advice Calvin Coolidge ever gave is when you send see 10 troubles bounding down the road, if you stay put, nine out of the 10 of them will roll off the road before they get to you. And then you got the one to deal with. I, I'm I'm a big believer in that. Not Not always, not all of them run off the road, but most of them do. Calvin Coolidge was notorious... Uh, with with his lack of words, they called him Silent Cal because he didn't talk a lot. A woman came up to him at a party one time and said, Mr. President, I made a bet for $5 that I could get you to say three words. And he looked at her and said, you lose. And it's just there were fantastic stories like that. One of my favorite stories is he was up in Vermont if I remember the story, right, he was up in Vermont and he a reporter was doing a story about the president. And a man comes down a road on a horse and buggy and Calvin Coolidge and the reporter are walking up the road. And the man on the horse and buggy looks down and says, Cal, how are you? And he says, Hank, I'm fine. Good to see you. Family Okay. Hank says, family okay, and he goes on by. And the reporter says, Mr. President, who is that? He says, that's my cousin Hank. Hadn't seen him in about 20 years. <laughs> it just, I, I mean, I, I love Calvin. He was, he was a fiscally conservative uh, president. Now, I will tell you, the greatest Calvin Coolidge quote is not the business of government is business. That's not it. That's one of his quotes. His best quote is that it is the job of the government to ensure a level playing field for all Americans in business. And it's something that both Republicans and Democrats have gotten away from. Calvin Coolidge believed there was a role for government in the business of business, and that was just to level the playing field so the poor could get rich and the rich could get poor through the conduct of business in America to support the free market and ensure it really is free for everyone to enter that marketplace. And if Calvin Coolidge is your guy, well, you've won the debate. But it was beyond that. In in all seriousness, DeSantis had the strongest of his debate performances, and it was the strongest on stage last night. And Nikki Haley, I think she probably had the best of the first three debates and has had the weakest fourth debate. Haley's fourth debate was, I think, weak. And in part, it was weak because of the pylon. With the exception of Chris Christie, DeSantis and Ramaswamy and the moderators piled on Haley, probing her, asking her questions, asking her for differences. The transgender comments have come up, among other things. Ramaswamy, of course, generated booze from the crowd by going after Nikki Haley. There's a visceral dislike. In fact, when the debate was over, 
All of the candidates spoke to each other except Ramaswamy, who none of the candidates would come close to interacting with him. She said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. And it actually needs to end. There's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. She essentially responded that it's not worth her time to respond to him. I'm sorry, y'all, but Vivek Ramaswamy, and it's not just me. It actually comes across in every polling group and every focus group and every group of people who watch the debate. Um, Fewer and fewer people like him every time he's on the debate stage. He clearly had nothing to lose. But first of all, he said Nikki Haley wants Americans to fight in Ukraine, which is not true. She does not support that position. Uh, Someone texted me last night and says, can you believe Nikki Haley wants Americans to go to war in Ukraine? I can't believe you're friends with her. And I replied back and said, she doesn't. And he replied back, Vivek Ramaswamy just said she did. It's like, dude, he's lying. It's not true. It, it It very much is not true. And then he accused her of wanting to send your sons and daughter to war so she could buy a house. I just I find it contemptible. He dragged her daughter into the last debate. He doesn't. I mean, it's clear he doesn't care. But that some people would like listen to what he says and believe it's true. It, it, it that, that kind of bothers me is is the swindler nature of Vivek Ramaswamy and the people who are not smart enough to realize they're being played by him. Um, Nikki Haley, she had a, a, some okay moments, but she was piled on, and she can't figure out how to handle the transgender stuff. I, I think it's fair to say she is a pro-life libertarian when it comes to social issues. It's kind of a live and let live, uh, but that goes for the baby sort of stuff. Um, she supports parental rights. She doesn't think that a child should be able to have irreversible gender uh, surgeries until they're 18, but if parents want to put them on hormones and stuff, she's trust the parents, which I disagree with. In reference to donors coming on board, look, we will take support from anybody we can take support from, but I have been a conservative fighter all my life. I was a Tea Party candidate when I became governor. We opposed every single corporate bailout we possibly could. We passed tort reform. We passed one of the toughest illegal immigration laws in the country. We passed pro-life bills. We moved an unemployment from 11 percent to 3 percent. We took on the unions and we took on Obama when it came to the unions, the Syrian refugees and everything in between. And so I've had a fight. And so as much as Ron says that, that's not true. But when it comes to these corporate people that want to suddenly support us, We'll take it. But you can, they don't, I don't ask them what their policies are. They ask me what my policies are. And I tell them what it is. Sometimes they agree with me, sometimes they don't. Some don't like how tough I am on China. Some don't like the fact that I've signed pro life bills. Some don't like the fact that I may oppose corporate bailouts. That doesn't matter. That's who I am. And that's why the most conservative grassroots group in the country, Americans for Prosperity, endorsed me last week. Well, because he didn't respond to the criticism. It wasn't about the parents' rights and education bill. It was about prohibiting 
sex change operations on minors. They do puberty blockers. These are irreversible. Talk to Chloe Cole. She went through this. Now she's an adult. She's warning against it. She may never be able to have kids again. That is what Nikki Haley opposed. She said the law shouldn't get involved in that. And I just ask you, if you're somebody that's going to be the president of the United States and you can't stand up against child abuse, how are you going to be able to stand up for anything? That, that is the truth. I we never have it, said We have it that. on video. I said, I said that if you have to be 18 to get a tattoo, you should have to be 18 to have anything done to change your gender. You said the gender. law should stay out of it. By the way, DeSantis was largely right there. Haley said if parents want to help their kids going through gender issues, um, she believes we should trust the parents. But then she did say surgery should be prohibited until 18. Um, those social issues are the ones that are going to get her tripped up in this primary. And the fact that so many uh, loud uh, progressive voices and liberal financiers in Wall Street are saying, let's go with Nikki Haley, makes her seem less conservative to the base and makes her seem more like the establishment pick. And I actually think that hurts her having that much vocal support from uh, the Jamie Dimons of, of J.P. Morgan Chase and others on board. It, it will be a problem for her to convince people of the base that she is one of them, um, and she's going to have to find a way around that. But I would say the reason she's getting piled on by everyone is the momentum she has isn't a media creation, as DeSantis and others claim. It, it actually is real. Here's Scott Jennings, though. He's a friend of mine. He's on CNN. He's a conservative. Listen. There's one thing that stuck out to me, but as I was watching them, and I do agree that the, the narrative here is going to be that Haley was attacked, therefore that means she must have momentum. DeSantis churns out solid Republican conservative content on virtually every question. He, he did not bobble a single question tonight. Ramaswamy once again hurt himself, just as he has in every single debate. But the one thing that, that really dawns on me is there's not room enough in Iowa for both Haley and DeSantis, and there's not room enough in New Hampshire for both Haley and Christie if any of them hopes to get close to Donald Trump. Will this field ever consolidate? It doesn't feel like it's going to. And once again, fragmentation is Donald Trump's friend and as you pointed out, since we started on August 23rd, he went, he's gone from 55 to 61 in the national polling averages. Look, he's right. The field still has to consolidate. And when you have Chris Christie polling less than Tim Scott polled when he got out of the race, it's a problem because Chris Christie still does poll well in New Hampshire. But the debate, I think the bigger news out of the debate, one was DeSantis really did have the best debate performance. He genuinely had the best debate performance, and Haley really was piled on. And, and Jennings is right. I, I think the narrative is that Haley's being attacked like she is because she does have momentum. And the DeSantis campaign says it's a media fiction. The problem is that the polling in Iowa and New Hampshire show she is on the upward trajectory, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's a media creation or not. That's the reality on the ground. The crowd sizes are growing. The money has increased. The endorsements are starting to come, and the polling has shifted in her favor, and they got to stop it. DeSantis and his super PAC would not be running attack ads against Nikki Haley if they, too, were not seeing she was somehow a threat to his ability to regain momentum. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint. 
You want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month available by phone, email, real-time chat. They do onboardings, terminations. They help your team members get to peak performance. And your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They, you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, friends. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. If you text the word donate to 33777, you can help Clark's Christmas kids. He is raising money. Or you can buy presents if you want to go to ClarksChristmasKids.com. If you text donate to 33777, I'll send you the link. Uh, He is buying presents for over now we're less than 15,000 kids left uh, in foster care, uh, 13,656 left uh, to buy presents for kids in foster care. You can click the donate button and just leave cash, or you can click the shop now button and you can literally pick the age of the child or the sex of a child or the county where a child lives or all of the above and find a child who, there are three gifts, a, a cheap one, a mid-sized one, a, a more expensive, typically electronic device or a scooter that these kids would like to get. Uh, so there are 13,656 kids in foster care who will not get presents unless you step up. So you can text donate to 33777 and donate to Clark's Christmas Kids. I'll send you the link back or just go to Clark's christmaskids.com. Clark Howard, by the way, who puts this on, uh, is doing well from his experimental surgery with his uh, heart valve. Uh, I'm just blown away by this modern technology. So the surgery hasn't gotten FDA approval yet, and he decided to be one of the guinea pigs to help it get approval. The surgery went well. The recovery time is about uh, a month or less as opposed to six months from open-heart surgery. Uh, glad he is doing well and recovering. Unfortunately, he can't be. He's not going to be around to be able to do this this year. So his, his wife and his daughter have stepped up. But I've just, I, y'all, I love this event so much every year, and I do it with my flagship station in Atlanta. Uh, and we go to Walmart's. Typically, we do broadcasts there and get people to buy presents for kids in foster care. And I've just committed. I realized national footprint, national show. But this is such a worthy cause. I don't care where you live in the country. There are 13,656 kids who will not get a Christmas present this year unless people step up and donate. And I just think wherever you are, that's a worthwhile thing. Literally every kid in foster care should have a present for Christmas. And there are 13,656 who need your help 
uh, to get a present for Christmas. So please text donate to 33777. Now I got to tell you about stamps.com because stamps.com can keep you from the lines this Christmas season. If you go to stamps.com, you click on the microphone and you put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K, you can get a limited time offer with free postage and a free digital scale. And with stamps.com, all you need is a computer and a printer or your mobile device. If you can connect to a printer, you can take care of shipping a package. You can arrange for pickup at your home or office. So they come to you. You don't have to stand in line and you get 84% off the UPS post office rates. It's such a great deal, such a great value. And... Did I mention with all the people with the flu and everything out there right now, you avoid the lines? They come to you to pick up the packages. It's so convenient. I use it all the time at my office. I've been a customer there for 20 years. It's cool to be advertising for them now. So go to stamps.com, click on the microphone, put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, stamps.com, click the microphone, put in E-R-I-C-K, no contract, no long-term commitment. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Andrew and I were just sitting in your studio talking and break the amount of people I know who have gotten the flu in the last few weeks. I was actually going to do an event this morning, so I, I got asked uh, to fill in on the morning show on my flagship station, WSP, and I couldn't because I was supposed to do an event this morning, and then I've got an event this evening that I'm doing, and so I couldn't make it work. And then the event that I was supposed to do this morning got canceled because more than half the people who were coming got the flu. Like, everybody's sick. Uh, my wife and son got it. They hadn't gotten the flu shot before they got the flu. My other kid and I, thankfully, we got the flu shot. We were spared. Everybody, the flu is just spreading around. Uh, man, we got like a one, one and a half more weeks of like school before the kids get out on Christmas break. And I get to step out for a couple of weeks to, to take vacation for Christmas. And I'm just like counting down the days. Please don't let us get sick. Please don't let us get sick. Please don't let, us, let us get to our home without people. I'm taking my son. Uh, so my, my son turns 15 on Saturday so tomorrow night, if my son could do anything in life, he wants to be an architect, but if he could do anything else in life, he wants to be a stand-up comedian. Sadly, his jokes will get him canceled. His Y'all, I he gets it honest. He gets it honest. My kid told his Bible teacher, I think I've, I've told some of y'all this before. My kid in Bible class, now he goes to conservative, Christian, evangelical, classical education school, and his Bible teacher was a real Southern Baptist, teetotaling Baptist pastor, like the real deal Baptist pastor. And in Bible class, my kid asks his Baptist preacher, <laughs> Charlie's, oh, don't say it, don't say it. Oh, no, I can say it. This is the one that I can say on air to give you a sense of my four, currently 14-year-old sense of humor. Tells the Baptist preacher, <laughs> says, Pastor Moore, do you know the difference between dark humor and morbid humor? Pastor has no idea. So my 14-year-old son, who came up with this joke on his own, says, well, dark humor is finding 12 dead babies in a garage. Morbid humor is finding one dead baby in 12 garages. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
I know some of you are rolling your eyes thinking I got a future serial killer on my hands. Nope. He's trying to come up with jokes to shock a Baptist preacher in a Bible class, and the preacher thought it was funny. I just, so I'm taking him to see Nate Bergatze tomorrow night. Uh, clean humor. He's we, we went to see John Mulaney a couple of weeks ago, and, and I'll take him to see um, Nate Bergatze tomorrow night. And then he wants to go to the Airsoft store in Atlanta on Saturday, Airsoft and Lego, and that'll be his birthday. So we will stay in a hotel on Friday night. And uh, But, y'all, his my kid's sense of humor, he had ugly ugly sweater day at school and so he taped a mirror to the front of his sweater so people could see their reflection, and that would be the ugly sweater. That that That's my kid and his sense of humor. Okay, we must move on. I want to play you a clip of, uh, of, of DeSantis talking about Nikki Haley because there's, there's a point that needs to be made. And let's – here, let, let me play this audio for you. They're spending millions of dollars trying to attack me, so of course we're going to fight back. Uh, the surge is more of a media uh, uh, thing. You're not seeing it on the ground with conservative voters. In fact, conservative voters don't support her. I mean, that's just the reality. Uh, but people are responsible for their record. Uh, she runs saying she's so tough on China. She was the number one governor in South Carolina when she was there of bringing China into her state. We posted the letter on our website where she was saying how great they were to the ambassador. And then the video of her in front of a Chinese flag at this Chinese company in South Carolina where she says that she works for them now um, as governor. And so that's just the reality. Now she's singing a different tune. But notice she was really uh, bragging about these liberal Wall Street donors who are now supporting. These are people that supported Hillary Clinton. These are people that have opposed Donald Trump in the past, they will not allow strong Governor, policy she's on China. Be- okay, I, I, I got to talk about this one because I hear this from a lot of DeSantis supporters that Nikki Haley uh, is a she, – she's only got momentum with the media. She doesn't have momentum anywhere else. And and I look, I, I realize you got you to gotta come up with a way to talk about the race – And yes, it is the media continues to ask you these sorts of things. But here is the reality in the real clear politics polling average. Nikki Haley has been going up, frankly, as has Donald Trump and DeSantis has either gone down or plateaued. When you get into Iowa and New Hampshire, it's even more distinctive that Nikki Haley clearly has been surging in the polling she is in the Iowa polling now. She is at 15.7% in the average. DeSantis has started going up. Haley has gone up uh, more rapidly and is almost tied with him. In New Hampshire, Donald Trump's at 45%. Nikki Haley has gone up. Uh, she's at 18.7%. Chris Christie is even seeing a measurable increase in polling there. DeSantis has gone down. So you can say it's a media phenomenon. You can say there's real – the momentum's not real. You can say all of those things, except it's reflected in the polling, and you can say the polling is wrong. You, you, you're perfectly entitled to the opinion that the polling is wrong. But you can tell the DeSantis campaign's polling shows the momentum is real because they've started a new super PAC solely to attack Nikki Haley. 
they wouldn't if it was a media phenomenon that wasn't actually real they wouldn't be spending their precious resources attacking her that's just the bottom line you don't spend money on something that's not a real thing unless you're committing political malpractice so you can go on television and you can go on the internet and say this isn't real it's not happening she doesn't have momentum you can you can say all of those things but when you're spending money to attack her, to try to stop her rise, that's a tacit acknowledgement. Your polling itself is showing that she's on the rise. And now you out there saying the polls are all wrong, the polls are all wrong. Her crowd size is growing. Her fundraising is increasing at the small dollar donor level, not the big guys on Wall Street. Small dollar donors, they've started increasing their giving to her. And her crowd sizes have grown. She's having to have bigger venues. Those show measurable interest in her campaign on the ground. Now, for the DeSantis campaign, they're still going up in Iowa. And this is the theory of the race for the DeSantis team, that if they can beat Trump in Iowa, and I actually think they can, that it shows Trump is not inevitable. And the moment it shows Trump is not inevitable— People rethink the race, and DeSantis thinks he's in the best position to capitalize on it. That's their theory of the race. Now, if you are a realist who doesn't believe the polls are rigged, you also do have to recognize that Donald Trump is in the dominant position in Iowa. He's at 45% in Iowa. DeSantis is at 22%. Polling average, all the polls together average. Haley is at 19%. Ramaswamy's only at 5%. I mean, and, and, and Christie's at 4%. At least, so there's not a single state, there's not a single state in the nation where Vivek Ramaswamy, in the polling averages, all the polls combined, there's not a single state in the nation where Ramaswamy's in double digits. Chris Christie can at least point to New Hampshire that he is in double digits in New Hampshire. It is DeSantis and Ramaswamy who are in single digits. This is still Donald Trump's race to lose. The question for Republicans is, does he lose it when the trials start and he can't campaign? My personal belief is that there's got to be at this point some external event that causes that shift, and I don't think it's going to be the indictments. I, I think that people will more likely or than not circle the wagon around him and support him because of the indictments. Now, if he gets carted off to jail, which I am still in the minority, I realize, but I don't believe Donald Trump ever serves jail time. I believe he may be convicted, but I don't think anyone will. I don't think a jury or a judge is going to send him off to prison. He's the former president of the United States. I, I don't think they do that. I'm in the minority on that. But I think it'd be very bad for the country if you sent a former president off to prison, even if you found him guilty. The classified documents case is still the strongest case against him. I mean, if if a grand jury requested documents and he withheld them, he's guilty. That's the allegation. But would those people, would that judge, would they send him to prison? I highly doubt it. And then he can still run for president. You, you, can, you can run for president from prison. You can be a felon and run for president of the United States. It's not unconstitutional. 
The Constitution says you got to be 35 years old. You got to be a, a natural born citizen of the United States and live in the United States for at least 14 consecutive years before running for president. You can be a felon in prison and run for president of the United States, and a significant number of Republicans, I think, would still vote for him. I don't know that the persuadable people of America would. I, I think a lot of persuadable can a lot of persuadable voters would say, "Well, I can't really vote for a guy who's stuck in prison. He can't really be president." Now, again, I don't think he goes to prison, but would they vote for a felon? I don't know that they would. That's part of the problem for the GOP, and but and the voters are going to have to deal with it. At this point, however. It is going to be external events that shift the dynamic of the race away from Trump. Maybe it'll be Trump himself who causes those external events. But Chris Christie, I think, was right on stage last night when he pointed out that you got to go through Trump to beat Trump. And Ramaswamy, Haley, and DeSantis don't really want to do that. Haley, I thought it was interesting, upped her criticisms of Trump last night. She blamed him for national debt. She blamed him uh, when it came to vaccine mandates. Um, uh, she suggested he was weak on China. I don't know that those things really matter, though. So where do they head and how do they do it? Uh, we'll find out. But you've only you got less than 45 days until Iowa. By the way, CNN has just announced it's going to do two debates for the Republicans, one in Iowa, one in New Hampshire. Um Chris Christie and Vivek Ramaswamy, based on polling, may not make it to the Iowa-New Hampshire debates. It may just be Haley and DeSantis, which is the debate we all need. We need a Nikki Haley-Ron DeSantis debate or conversation. We need that conversation uh, to probe their strengths and weaknesses because they are clearly the only two people viable enough to go against Trump. The DeSantis team has a compelling case that if he drops out, his voters go to Trump. If Haley drops out, her voters go to DeSantis. So we need to have that conversation between those candidates. Now, I need to have a conversation with you about Vision Computer because Vision Computer wants you this holiday season to think about, does someone in your family need a computer? If so, a laptop or a desktop, Vision can build the computer for your family. You can call them and tell them, here's what I need. I got, like in my case, it was I got a 14-year-old who wants a gaming PC. I know nothing about him. He's at the age where my wife and I are comfortable getting him something, but we want the parental monitoring and, and all that stuff on the computer. We want to be able to, to say your computer turns off at 11 p.m., things like that. Vision took care of us. They can do that for you as well. You, you think about a holiday gift this season, Vision Computer can build it for you. Or if you're in office and you're getting into next year and you want to upgrade the computers in your office, they can take care of you there too. And then they can service the computers for you. So you get a phone number, you can call them faster than Google search. They answer the phone and give you the answer of what's going on on your computer, how to set up email. They can set it up for you, oftentimes remotely. They can help you with printer support, all those sorts of things. Visioncomputers.com, visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. If you call them at 404-COMPUTE, ask them about the Eric Erickson special. They'll save you even more money. It's great holiday savings using my name at Vision Computers. 404-COMPUTE anywhere nationwide, any of you listening, 404-COMPUTE. Vision Computers can work with you and then service your computers. If you're wanting to get a computer gift this holiday season or something electronic for your family, Use Vision because then you get their fantastic service as well. 404 Compute. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Merry Christmas from the Frost family that operate First Liberty. They make their own lending decisions. If you see potential and your lenders are giving you a hard time, First Liberty might be able to work with you if you're buying a building, building a building, growing a franchise, buying a franchise, things like that. That's what they do. FirstLibertyGA.com. Reach out to them. So I'm doing something uh, I'm kind of proud of. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, you have seen this. You can text Eric to E-R-I-C-K to to 33777. You can get the link. Follow me on social media, including Instagram. So uh, Philip, who works for me, younger than me, it's it's kind of odd. So my kid and his kid are the, basically the same age difference between Philip and me. It's it's weird. He's in his early 30s, and I'm in my late 40s. And uh, he got me into cigars, and I now have this humidor, and the humidor is made out of a landmine crate from Vietnam War. And it's a two-level humidor, and I've got this massive cigar collection. And I don't really smoke cigars often, but I have a lot of friends who do. So when they come over, I've got nice cigars for them to smoke. And yes, life insurance, if you're listening, I rarely, 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 rarely ever smoke a cigar. Just just saying for life insurance purposes. Uh, But I want them available for my friends who do smoke cigars. So I bought this landmine crate and this company called Amodor converted it into a humidor for me. It's cedar lined and all that. My seminary, Reformed Theological, uh, they reached out to me and said, would you, we're, we're trying to uh, improve our, like, like grow our list of donors and, and and supporters for the seminary. We'd love to see if you'd be interested in doing an event for us. I was like, sure. I thought, well, I can't do my bourbon collection because I, I let people get into my bourbon collection for Children's Health Care of Atlanta every year. We do a big fundraiser for them. We call it Bourbon and Butts. We bring in barbecue, and people get to pilfer my bourbon collection. So it's like, you know, I had this massive humidor of cigars, uh, and there are so many in there, and I hardly ever smoke them. I, why don't you do a, like, cigar event, and I'll bring up my humidor. The thing weighs an enormous amount of weight empty. And then you add all the cigars to it. And so I've got my massive landmine crate in the back of my car today. That is a humidor filled to the brim with cigars. And I'm going to take it to a couple's house this evening and let would-be supporters of Reformed Theological Seminary. They're good Presbyterians mostly, some Reformed Baptists in there as well. Come hang out with me and smoke my cigars, and it should be it should be a fun time. Uh, I haven't talked about it on air or put it up on Instagram before now because I was kind of afraid like a whole lot of people would want to show up and hang out, and it's really trying to grow the donor base of a in- great institution in town. I'm trying to get myself back into class. Uh, if I can sort out my schedule over the next couple of months, I'm really ready to go finish up my degree. If that's at all possible, uh, it would be a lot of fun, I think, to to finish it up. Sadly, my my favorite professor, and I, I love all my professors. I know some of you are listening, but y'all all know my favorite is Derek, and he is retiring. He's the senior pastor at First Presbyterian in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, for his retirement, I, I sent him a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle just as his. He deserves it. Uh, brilliant, brilliant theologian from Wales and retiring. I don't know what he's going to do when he's retired, but now I'm trying to get my church to like send him an invite and say, come be a guest pastor some Sunday. 
because I really want my kids to hear him. And every time we try to go over to Columbia to see him, somebody's gotten the flu or COVID or or God knows what. We get so sick in our everybody gets sick in our house. We're just at that age. Okay, we got to move on. When we come back. I want to talk about the Democratic hysteria over Trump's dictatorship because, y'all, yesterday I had CNN on. I never watch the news during the day. I make the news during the day. And it was on in the background, and it was wall-to-wall, nonstop, four or five hours of hysteria about Donald Trump. And none of them are willing to be honest and put it into context. And I want to do that for you when we come back because there are things even people on the left need to remember. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.